Today on episode number 94 of the podcast, we've got some tips on creating a better connection between the VIP and the sighted supporter. Hello and welcome to Life After Sight Loss Radio, the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek. I am your resident VIP, aka visually impaired person, and joining me is our resident sighted supporter, my lovely wife, April. Hello. All right, we are back again, and uh, it's time to talk about this right here, the (laughs) VIP and the sighted supporter. Um, Now, before we begin, we're just letting you know a lot of this uh, topic will be about probably uh, couples, you know, and sure. that sort of thing. But some of this stuff can apply to, you know, parents and children, mm-hmm. uh, siblings, friends, things like that. Some of this Absolutely. is universal. So yeah. we might give examples based on our own relationship, but I think in a, it can apply in multiple ways. Right. Uh, so we have been, just for a story, if you are new around here, uh, we've been married almost 20 years. It'll be 20 years this year, 2023. Yep. Um, and we're planning a big vacation, so it's going to be great. But uh, we've been together since we were 15. So we were together before I lost my sight, in the midst of losing it, and of course, afterwards. So we've learned a lot, and we've talked about that on the podcast. So today, we just want to give some ideas, some examples, some thoughts on creating a really good connection when it comes to having somebody who is visually impaired and somebody who is sighted, or as we call them, a sighted supporter. So let's just jump right into it. Number one, agree before the disagreement. Now, I said this earlier, and she's like, I don't, what are you talking about? Uh, basically, you know how you have those times where, I don't know, you, it's like putting up Christmas lights. You're probably going to fight about it. You putting know, together the, a piece of furniture. Putting together a piece of furniture, yeah, yes. That's a good one. Uh, absolutely. Uh, from Ikea. It's like, what, what language is this in? Uh, it's those moments where you're like, we're probably going to disagree. And so it's good to have that, you know what? How can we agree before the disagreement pops up? So when it pops up, because it's probably inevitable, how can we agree to, and and not even agree to disagree, but how can we agree before we even ever start the disagreement process? Now, sometimes, you know, it's like, I need to walk away. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Which we'll get into in just a second. Right. But, you know, if you're putting together that piece of furniture, sometimes it's not even that you disagree. It's just everybody's frustrated. And yeah, you know. the picture doesn't look like the instructions, the, yeah, or well, yes, the picture doesn't look like what you're making and the instructions don't make sense with the picture. Absolutely. It's just too yeah. much. It's a mess. So yeah, you have to have a conversation beforehand, like, Hey, how are we going to handle this dis- disagreement when it comes up? So we're, we're both kind of agreeing that we will disagree, right? <laughs> you know, so have that agreement, have that conversation before the disagreement happens. That way, when it happens inevitably, because well, life sucks sometimes, right? You are prepared and ready to go. Well, and I feel like that happens you don't know that that's going to happen until you've done it a couple of times. We put together a few pieces of furniture. We've, mm-hmm. you know, you've had an experience where you know that the tension rises. And so as your relationship grows or as it changes, as you know, the sight loss person or the VIP is getting used to sight loss, then you realize those things. So then you can have those conversations before you step into that situation. Absolutely. And it's good to note, especially if you're in a new um, situation because maybe somebody has just recently lost their sight, note those hot button moments. Like, why, why did we fight about this? And have a conversation like, well, this happened and this happened. I was frustrated. Sometimes it's like, I get frustrated because I can't see. Right. And then I just explode later. And it's like, well, this is nobody's fault. 
I just, you know, it's not my fault. It's not your fault. We're just having a fight about it. Yeah. So mark those down, make a mental note so that when it comes up again, you can be like, oh, you know, remember last time? Maybe we should uh, talk about this yes. before we go into yep. it. All right. So number two, give each other space. Now, this kind of goes both ways because some people are introverts and some people are extroverts. Me. Yes, I'm an extrovert. She's an introvert. And this we're very generalizing things right here. Okay, so I yeah. want to make that clear. Typically, introverts get energy from being alone. Right. And extroverts get energy from being around people. And so the introvert needs a little bit of space to gather you know, to think. Right. Process. Uh, process, you know. I yeah. know that uh, yesterday I had said, hey, are you off work? And she was going to be home. I was like, well, I'll make sure to go into work so I leave you alone. <laughs> it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, you need the space. There's nothing, it's not, it's not personal about me. It's right. not that she didn't want no. me home. She just wanted to be home by herself. Yep. And that's a good thing. It's nice to have the quiet. Like that's what energizes me and gives me the fuel to be able to interact with people mm-hmm. and, you know, do things that, any of my responsibilities, things around the house or go to work or things like that. It's like, I need that downtime. And it's the same thing whenever we are disagreeing about something. I need the space, one, because I don't think on my feet quite as quickly as you do, I feel like. I am an internal processor, so I think things out and then I express them. And then I also think a little much more rationally when I'm thinking and by myself than when I'm, you know, spouting off and potentially going to hurt feelings because that's the last thing I want to do is to cause... Um, you know, any sort of hurt feelings or wounding in yeah. in an argument. Even inadvertently, you know. Right, yeah. And so it might seem like, oh yeah, okay, introverts need space. But the extroverts, oh no, they need to talk it out, blah, blah, blah. Well, sometimes we do need, I mean, most of the time we need to talk it out. But sometimes we explode. If Maybe you're out there and you're like, oh yeah, that's me. Mm. I scream and yell. So you got to give the other person space, not because they need the space, but because you're going to really hurt their feelings or damage them yeah. if you don't get away and, you know, sometimes you got to go scream at the tree outside or, you know, you got to scream into the pillow. It's like you need that moment to just like let it all bubble up, kind of like let the Coke bottle explode. Right. And then when it's settled down a bit, then you can go actually talk it out instead of screaming yeah. at somebody and then a bunch of tears and hurt right. feelings happen. So yep. uh, give each other space any chance you can. And number three, share your feelings even if it's hard to hear, or as you said, hard to say. To say. Yeah. yeah. Because, and we've talked about this before with sighted supporters, sometimes they feel like, they feel guilty because right. like, well, I don't want to say this. I mean, they, they lost their sight. This, this sucks yeah. for them. You know, it's like, yeah, it does suck for them and it sucks for you because of other reasons, mm-hmm. you know. It's kind of like when you uh, have expectations of something, which we'll get into later, right. have expectations of something. And it doesn't happen, right? Then you are let down. Yeah. You know, you feel like, oh, something happened, you're disappointed. So you have to be able to express what you're saying or what you're feeling in a very clear and concise way mm-hmm. so the other person can understand, even if that other person's like, This is this is tough for me to hear. Yeah. You know. Um, I'm sure we all go through that. Well, and and when you're thinking it as a sided supporter, like like Derek said, you know, you don't wanna you don't want to make, I don't want to make you feel guilty. I don't want to make you feel, um, you know, lesser than because mm-hmm. you can't see, like that's the last thing I want to do. Yeah. But at the same time, there are still responsibilities. There are still relationship um, expectations mm-hmm. that need to be met. And if you don't speak those, 
then they, well, I guess I'm getting into the next point, but <laughs> then you, they can't be met. Right. So, and yes. if you've been disappointed on something, if you don't tell the person that that has hurt you or frustrated you in whatever way, they're never going to know. Right. You have to, you have to have that open conversation. Right. Well, let's, let's go ahead and jump right in. And number four, it is don't have unspoken expectations. So the last one talking about, you know, say how you're feeling, even if it's hard to say or hear, some of that might be like, Hey, um, I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling upset. Mm -hmm. I'm angry, whatever those kinds of things. But in this case, don't have unspoken expectations. Don't expect somebody else to do something and never tell them so that when they don't do that thing, you know, cause inevitably they're going to not do it. Right. And you're going to be like, what the heck? And they'll say, what you know now look let's be honest sometimes there are things that have to happen like hey you're an adult you got to do these things right you know but if you expect your relationship to go a certain way like for example if you're the vip and you're expecting to be helped and served all the time number one get rid of that feeling because you can do it on your own but number two if you're expecting that you probably need to share that so the other person could say yeah i'm not gonna do that Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know but if you never say it they're always going to be disappointing right at least you can be honest and upfront and say i expected this and it didn't happen Mm -hmm. Um, and i think i over the years i've gotten better i hope I feel like I have gotten better at voicing my expectations because I feel like when we were first married, I I did do so many things. Like mm-hmm. I just did it all so that Derek didn't have to do it. And then I was exhausted and like just overwhelmed, frustrated, all of the feelings you can have. And finally, you know, I've had to start voicing my expectations because if I didn't, I was just going to run myself into the ground. Like it was yeah. going to be just, you know, unfair basically to Mm -hmm. me to have to do it all. So, um, you know, voicing your expectations also will take some of the weight off of you, not only emotionally, but also physically not having to, to do everything and having open conversations so that you can understand each other too. Yeah, absolutely. And so when you have those spoken expectations, it makes everything simpler, makes everything clear. Everybody's on the quote, same page, yep. you know, and, and to be honest, some of that stuff, especially if you first lose your sight, some, you might not know what to expect, you know, like it doesn't matter. Like, well, am I supposed to do this? Am I supposed to do that? I don't know. So you have to have an ongoing conversation about yeah. it, you know, cause at first somebody may have to help the VIP a little more until they figure it out. Sure. And so the expectation is, Hey, I'm going to help you now. And then I expect you to learn how to do this as we go along. Right. So make that expectation known and very clear so that the VIP isn't like, oh, they helped me do this. They're always going to do this for me. It's like, no, No. uh, I'm going to help you do this. And we're then going to find support to help you figure it out moving forward. Yep. So, yeah, have very spoken, uh, you know, out loud spoken expectations. Yep. And number five Make a plan together. And this is sort of an overarching general thing. Make plans together. Uh, For example, we went uh, on a cruise uh, recently in the last year. Uh, We've been to Disney. Uh, We've taken trips. And, you know, we make these plans together. Now, my wife is the planner. She's the one who's like, here's what we're doing. I'm like, it sounds good to me. But if I then want to do something, 
I need to tell her so that we can have a conversation about, hey, how are we going to do this? Especially if it's a very site intensive thing. Right. Um, I don't do a lot of those because I'm like, nah, I'm good. I don't, of course, I don't like adventure. Like I'd one say time, it's more like you just don't like to being out. I just don't like to be outdoors. That sounds awful. Because you just don't want to uh, do it. Yeah. I think that, for example, she mentioned before we started recording about a scuba diving thing. Uh, we went to uh, Mexico and did a scuba diving trip and it was like, oh, this is going to be so much fun. It was not fun. Well, it was not fun for me. I'm sure it was fun for you. <laughs> it was fun for me. Yes, I enjoyed it. <laughs> it was awful because um, it, I don't know. I probably had nothing to do with my sight. I just don't. I'm like, Ugh. like the water pressure was hard and, you know, whatever. So anyway, yeah. uh, if you make plans ahead of time, and this isn't just for trips or whatever. This is your life. Yeah, you know, every make, day, make a plan for stuff. your life. Everyday stuff. Make a plan together. Don't say, well, I'm going to do this and you're going to do this. No, make because that breeds com- good communication. Yep. Uh, I heard once uh, somebody said, oh, um, good communication is the key to a good relationship. And that's fair. But I heard somebody say good communication is the result of a good relationship. Oh. And so if you have a good relationship, you're going to naturally learn how to talk to one another. Mm-hmm. You're going to figure it out. Um, but if you're constantly talking to one another, it's going to get a lot easier yeah. to, instead of going, well, we haven't talked in a week. Let's have a big <laughs> four hour conversation. That's, you don't want to do that. So make your plans together and keep the conversation going. So those are just a few tips for you guys. Let me run back through them real quick. Number one, agree before the disagreement. Number two, give each other space. Number three, share your feelings, even if it's hard to hear or say. Number four, don't have unspoken expectations. And number five, make a plan together. All right, so our question for you today is this. How have you solved a breakdown in communication? Have you ever had a situation where expectations weren't met and you're screaming and yelling and so How did you solve that breakdown in communication? I'd love to hear about it. So let us know in the comments of the video or by sending us an email to lifeaftersightloss at gmail.com. All right, so before we get to the quote of the week, We've got just a couple of housekeeping items for you. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you give us a big thumbs up and subscribe so you don't miss another single video. And if you're listening to the audio version, make sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app and consider giving us a rating and a review. Also, you can share your thoughts and questions that you have by sending an email to lifeaftersightloss at gmail.com. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at Life After Sight Loss. All right. So let's get to the quote of the week. And I found this one. This is really interesting. So let's jump right into it. It says, the single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it has taken place. Um, and that is George Bernard Shaw. Uh, the illusion that it has taken place. I think that's so interesting. Sometimes we're like, did you talk about it? Yeah. Yeah, we definitely talked about it. Yeah. And then you ask the other person, they're like, well, no, we didn't talk about no? it. How can this possibly be so different? Um, that is, you know, the illusion well, that and I think place. An important thing about this is communication is listening and hearing what the other person is saying as well. Mm-hmm. And I think so many times I might be talking, but you're not necessarily hearing what I'm saying. Sure. Or it happens a lot with our kids, for sure. Like oh, I'm sure. talking and it's going you know, straight over their head Mm -hmm. or they're not actually hearing what I'm saying. Right. So they may be nodding and just to get my approval that 
they're listening, but they're really not. Yeah. So it's like, did you talk to the kids? I sure did. I told them all the things. Right. And then yes, the kids are like, nobody told me this. I like, don't know what you're talking what do you about. Mean nobody t- I told you this for 10 minutes, yep. you know, so they glaze over after about eight. Um, actually they glaze over probably real at the, at the uh, beginning, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you don't want to have an illusion that it actually took place. Make sure you confirm with the person you're talking to. I hear you saying this. Do you hear me saying this and that sort of thing? So interesting quote from uh, George Bernard Shaw. All right, guys. Well, we want to thank you so much for listening wherever you are. And remember that sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. My name is Derek. And I'm April. And we'll see you in in the the next next one. Thank you.